0: Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Thursday, November 18th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter, at Fondoman12. You can follow the show account on Twitter, at LO underscore F-L-A Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. You can also follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So we finally got a timeline for the injury of Alexander Barkov. Though, however, it was great for the Florida Panthers to get a 6-1 win over the New York Islanders. At the time, the main concern of everything was the status of Captain Sasha Barkov, And in no way in hell, when lines were tweeted this morning and practice uh, updates on who is on the ice or who is not on the ice were out, in no way, shape, or form was I expecting Sasha Barkov to be out there on the ice um yesterday morning um, as they practiced at the BBNT center and they we have a diagnos- not a diagnosis because hockey doesn't reveal specifics uh to injuries but we do have a timeline um Alexander Barkov will be reevaluated week to week um starting of course this week and we we will go week by week mostly the Florida Panthers, um, most of their games this season have been mostly like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays mostly, with a few Mondays sprinkled in as as far as the early part of the season. Next week, they'll be playing on a Wednesday. Mostly Wednesdays are reserved for the national uh, TNT games this year, but with Thanksgiving happening, there's a lot of uh, games squeezed up on that Wednesday, so the Florida Panthers will have a Wednesday game. So expect the next update for Alexander Barkov to be next Wednesday heading into the game against the Philadelphia Flyers and when that collision first happened happened with uh, Scott Mayfield um on Tuesday's game I only watched it like once or twice so didn't always watch every single angle from that shot but every time I see it the more uh painful it is to watch for sure and knew that it was something that was gonna be out for at least a little bit, but Andrew Burnett did announce that this injury for Sasha Barkov requires no surgery, just rehab, and that is the best news of it all when it comes to all of this the the diagnosis and the status with the captain so and I just think about it like this: the Tasha Barkov has played 15 out of the last, the first 16 games in the season, only missing that one game, which happens to be that one game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, Through the 15 games, 17 points in 15 games, nine goals, eight assists, and the one game that he missed, you know, many were. We're a little worried. Some were concerned before the game even started because it was a late scratch for Sasha Barkov. Uh, and the Florida Panthers ended up destroying the Carolina Hurricanes by a final score of five to two in that one. And Sasha Barkov didn't suit up in that one. So, what's the point of me bringing that up? The point is that, at least in the short term, the short term for this Florida Panthers team, they can still win in the regular season. And though the one game that they had is a small sample size, but I also think about it like this. I, I kind of look at the schedule um, kind of two weeks ahead of time. Don't really look months ahead unless there's like a, a team that I really, really want to see. Um, mostly because, uh, my girlfriend's family is a New York Rangers family. Usually I look at games when it comes to when the New York Rangers come to town. So, uh, both her and I can see it, but two weeks ahead and what has happened so far with this current homestand that the Florida Panthers have their next four games are at home. They have one spot road game on Black Friday against the Washington Capitals, an early game, too, because that's a 5 p.m. puck drop. And then they have their next four at home. So with the Florida Panthers being 8 0 at home, as of yesterday's game, eight of the next nine, well, as of now, seven of the next eight will be on home ice in front of the home crowd. In front of a place that you're very comfortable playing in. And this is something that I've been kind of beating on um, the last two episodes, but the record itself shows 8 0 0. Only all, all of their losses have been road losses this year for this Florida Panthers team. Only two of the games, the home games, have been one score games. And both times they prevailed in overtime against Pittsburgh and Washington. So, and with the schedule coming up not every single team that they're facing is the top of the NHL elite teams neither um having games against the New Jersey Devils uh who, who even though they whooped the Florida Panthers just last week um they they're not tops of the elite in the NHL the Minnesota's up there though um um near the top of the central, but Kurokabrizov's Kabrizov's uh not having uh the season that he had uh last year. So uh you you'll have uh, Philadelphia, a team that you beat er- early this year. Um and Seattle, the a team that many knew were gonna struggle out of the gate. Washington again. Uh Buffalo, who's expected to be a not so good team this year, and then St. Louis, uh St. Louis is uh, right now middle of the pack in the central. So there's opportunities to still create some wins in the short term while Sasha Barkov is busy rehabbing his left knee. And as far as the week-to-week, the way the knee bent uh, sideways, it's looking like it it's, it's looking the diet and the timeline it's looking like it's a sprain, but we cannot confirm hundred percent if it is, but it's looking like it's around the area of a sprain knee for uh Sasha Barkov. But the Florida Panthers short term wise can be successful still and the schedule is very favorable for this Florida Panthers team as they uh as this Homestand comes up and continues seven of the last eight at home. Sasha Barker, if I'm not, the Florida Panthers definitely have to take advantage of their opportunity here while, while, while they can. In the next segment, we're going to talk about some of the line combinations ahead of the Florida Panthers' matchup against the New Jersey Devils. So keep it right here on Locked On, Panthers. Your first listen of the day we're back and better than ever all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season as always battle Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface even more odds props and contests Bat online continues to be the number one source for everything football head to the website or use mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code On" to receive your bonus. From football to basketball, boxing to hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Betonline, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Thursday, November 18th, 2021. Where the Florida Panthers will be facing off against the New Jersey Devils tonight at 7 p.m. at FLA Live Arena. And thank you once again for making the Florida Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So, practice lines for the Florida Panthers as they took the ice on Wednesday morning. So the lines looked a little bit like this without Captain Alexander Bargoff. Jonathan Huberto, Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair. Second line was Carver Hagee, Anton Lundell, Sam Reinhart. Third line was Frank Petrano, Joe Thornton, and Owen Tippett. Fourth line was Ryan Lomberg, Thurinen, and Patrick Hornquist. Uh, a few um, noteworthy things for this Florida Panthers team is, as of this recording at 5.46 p.m. on a Wednesday late afternoon, Alexander Barkov has not been placed on injured reserve as of right now. With it being week-to-week, week, there's still a possibility that he could be placed there. With Joe Thornton being back on the ice, Looks like that he's going to be activated for tomorrow's uh, tonight. Excuse me, tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils, and the fact that Joe Thornton is healthy enough to play while Sasha Barkov um, goes down, even though we don't want to see that happen. Um, it's again going back to the depth situation that this uh, Florida Panthers team continues to have, and something that I was kind of ex- wondering was whether Etulus Therainen would be placed on that top line with Sasha Barkov out because he was the one manning the top line center the first go-round when Alexander Barkov missed the game against the Carolina Hurricanes uh, just a few weeks ago. And here here is... Just the thing that I noticed right off the bat is that this first line that the Florida Panthers are putting in practice that will likely be the first line for tonight's game against New Jersey is that this was the extremely hot nine-one-one line for the Florida Panthers towards the second half of the season last year, just shortly after the trade deadline. Um, this was a line of Bennett, Huberto, and Duclair uh last year where they were just scoring in almost every single game for a good uh stretch uh Anthony Duclair had a uh of four, 14 points in like a 16 game stretch or 17 game stretch something like that um last season uh towards the second half of the season and also man it also shows how impressive Anthony Duclair has been um especially starting from the back half of last season all the way till now is that he could fit any anywhere in the top six. Um, I mean, think about where he started, too, in the very first game of the season. He started the season on the third line with Sam Reinhart being the, the uh, first line on the right wing. And then immediately within a game, a game and a half, um, Anthony Duclair is already back on the top line because of the chemistry that's there. And he has that chemistry with multiple lines. That's the great thing about what Anthony Duclair is has done since the back half of last season. The third line, for the most part, um, that was started at the beginning of the season with Lundell and Reinhardt is shifted up a spot with Carter Verhage uh, shifted down a spot. Carter Verhage started on the first. Of course, Reinhardt started on the first too, but it took him a game and a half for him to shift back to the third. And mostly he's been there with Anton Lindell, even though Anton Lundell has uh hasn't played every single game and he he spent uh a little bit on IR, but that bumps up a spot. Um you have Joe Thorne, the veteran, coming off IR, Frank Vitrano with his speed, Owen Tippett, um who got another point on Tuesday's game against the the New York Islanders. He's he's definitely uh coming up to his own uh Dereinen, who's well-improved, and on the Patrick Hornquist goal, um, I, I looked at that goal again, and uh, a lot of that had to do with Ita Luce Lusterinen getting a stick in front of Matthew Barzell, creating that turnover, and then uh, getting that into the stick of Patrick Hornquist, where he just was able to play darts against Eli uh, Sorokin there, so that one had to do with a lot also with E.T. thorinen's ability to um uh, win his board battle and and on the forecheck as well for so even though lusterinen is mostly known as a defensive forward um he's produced as well and of course patrick hornquist his line mate there uh Lomber and Lomberg uh getting on the board um on tuesday's game against new york on that rebound attempt but yeah th- this is again, this is a team that could really come up with a few wins um, and at least get three-fourths of their points in the homestand. And, sure, it's not top of the, they're not at the top of the league right now. Right now, it's Carolina, which makes me feel a little better that the Florida Panthers won their head-to-head matchup against the Carolina Hurricanes, and the the Lockdown NHL power rankings are out again, and it's has Florida number two, Carolina number one, and I just think it's going to be a back and forth affair between these two teams in the power rankings. And again, as of right now, they won the head to head, and that's honestly what I can take away from all of that. And it's going to be shifting back and forth. So, so to waste multiple weeks of energy fighting for number one is just for me just not worth it. So. If the Florida Panthers do end up being number one again in the power rankings, okay. But if not, okay as well. But the Florida Panthers definitely uh, are still in a great position to win. Uh, more roster moves for the Florida Panthers. It was originally uh, tweeted by Panther Puri that Oli Yolevi has been was taken from AHL Charlotte back to the roster of the Florida Panthers, the NHL roster, and then just, it was on AHL transactions, the site, the actual site of AHL transaction. I clicked the link, and it showed that Oli Olevi was coming to the NHL squad. And then a few hours later, Cap Friendly uh, tweeted that Oli Olevi was being placed on IR for the Florida Panthers. So it was a three-way move uh, for Oli Olevi. So, The injury luck continues to be something uh, that that is a concern for Oli Levy, who still has yet to suit up for the Florida Panthers, a former uh, fifth overall pick from the Vancouver Canucks. So, yeah, the um the original trade was for Juleson, no Juleson, and Yuho Lamico, and Juleson has had his own injury history, and they traded a a player that has their Own injury history, who and for somebody who just hasn't had his fair share of luck so far during his time with the Florida Panthers, and you just it just sucks for Ole Olevi, and you want to see what the guy's got if he is able to get to better health. So he's just on regular IR, not on LTIR. So likely again when he is activated from. IR, he's likely going to go back to AHL Charlotte for a conditioning stint once again because it was originally um, on a conditioning stint that he played for uh, Charlotte. He played in a 4 nothing win um, over, I believe it was Wilkes-Barre-Scranton. Kohlschwitt had a, a hat trick in that one. Kohlschwitt has been on fire in AHL Charlotte, tied for the team lead in goals with Alexander True, but True is a prospect of the Seattle Kraken and a Florida Panthers prospect he's tied for first in points with eight along with Alexi Heponiemi and Logan Hutzko and Grigori Danisenko is right behind um, them at seven points. So There's that qu- uh, quick farm update for the Florida Panthers. Uh, wasn't anticipating going there in uh, this episode, but there's a little bit of a, uh, of a farm update for the Cats. In the next segment, we're going to do a quick preview of tonight's matchup against the New Jersey Devils. So keep it right here on Locked On Panthers, your first listen of the day. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Thursday, November 18th, where the Florida Panthers will be facing off against the New Jersey Devils tonight at 7 p.m. at FLA Live Arena. As you guys know, um... Sasha Barkov will not be playing in this game, and for the next week for the Cats, everybody is mostly shifted up a spot with Bennett, uh, shifted up Lindell, up a spot, sorting uh, off IR. And the New Jersey Devils, since um, pretty much manhandling the Florida Panthers um, by a final score of 7-3 to on Tuesday, November 9th, um, they have gone 1-1-1 in the last three games. Um, defeating the New York Islanders 4 to nothing, losing against the Boston Bruins 5-2, and losing in a shootout against the New York Rangers on the road 4-3. Uh, to three. And they did have a postponement of a game in the middle of it, as the Ottawa Senators um, are in the middle of a COVID outbreak where they had 10 days in a row where they had a positive test, and right now 10 players are right now in COVID protocol for the Sens. So their next week's worth of games are postponed, and one of those games happened to be a road game against the New Jersey Devils. So first of all, before I get to that, uh, we hope that the best of health for everyone on the Ottawa Senators uh, team, even though the league has reported that everybody in the NHL is fully vaccinated with the exception of Tyler Bertuzzi of the Detroit Red Wings. But it just goes to show that this can still spread. But back to the New Jersey Devils in between their game on Sunday against the New York Rangers on the road and this game against the Florida Panthers. Um, the New Jersey Devils will be making their a Florida trip uh, starting in Florida this time. Most of the teams have started in Tampa before coming down to Sunrise. Uh, the New Jersey Devils will be doing it the other way around where they'll be starting in Sunrise and then playing in Tampa on Saturday. So what happened in that 7-3 uh loss looking back at it um most of most of the goals at least early on uh two of them were were the defense allowing um players right in front of the net um the first one was Andreas Johnson uh right in front of the net on the rebound uh Nico Heijer gets a tip in early on um with this Florida Panthers team um th- they were on a second end of a back to back um also, in a position to block a shot that doesn't hit the goalie um, on P.K. Subban's uh, goal, um, which was the fourth of the game, it uh, deflects off, I believe it was Forsling. I, I gotta look at the replay again to see, but uh, a deflection that um, Spencer Knight just couldn't uh, save uh, as it was uh, deflected uh, into the net as well. So And um, also breakaways, too. Uh, Knight also uh, was challenged on a break on the fifth goal, uh, and also a... Uh, a screen right in front of us, Spencer Knight for the sixth one. Last one was an empty net goal um, for the New Jersey Devils. And it, it just comes down to not allowing open lanes against your goalie, um, putting uh, yourself in a position to block shots as well um, for the Panthers so that there aren't many uh, open nets as well. And and along with the uh, rebound control, Spencer Knight wasn't the greatest at rebound control in that game as well. So multiple um multiple things to point at for why the Florida Panthers allowed seven goals in that game still to this day of the season, the most goals they've given up uh in in the season. As far as that game and as far as this one, I don't think it's going to be the same thing. Uh this time around. Sure they're missing Alexander Barkov in this one. But um after after seeing that kind of performance, this uh team is going to remember that and this team uh, being at home where they're 8-0-0 are going to be definitely that's going to be in their minds of, of they're going to tell themselves in the locker room and they're going to tell each other's teammates like listen this team kicked your ass last time you guys faced off against each other last Tuesday so um, eight days in between uh, each matchup and it's the great thing about this is that it's very soon after the fact that they the the New Jersey Devils just skated them out of the building for for that one. Even though the Florida Panthers did score three goals in this one, which is usually good enough to win, but giving up seven goals uh, in on the other end just um, not a recipe for success, of, of course. But um, special teams as well as the Florida Panthers are still kind of in a uh, a, li- a little bit of a uh, skid when it comes to uh, special teams in that uh, game. They uh, uh allowed two of four power plays um in that game and they um and they went over for the panthers in that game uh continued uh was part of their skid they went over for two in that one and there was a little bit of a shake up uh, of the lines for the power play. Power play one with Alexander Barkov out um was Sam Reinhart, Jonathan Huberdeau, Sam Bennett, Anthony Duclair, and Aaron Ekblad um, for the power play. So five forwards, one defenseman. Power play two was Carver Hagee, Owen Tippett, Joe Thornton, Patrick Hornquist, and Brandon Montour on power play two. So a little bit of the shakeups uh, uh, on the power play, of course. Um, without your captain there and without somebody on that right... Um, Base off circle, of course, that's where uh, Alexander Barkov's bread and butter is on the power play. Um, they are looking for still, with or without him, when they, when they did have Alexander Barkov, it was a little bit of a struggle from uh, special teams there. But um, the Florida Panthers are looking to shake things up, and maybe um, this will be an opportunity for other players to step up as well. And that's the key for all this is, let's take care of business while our captain is out, and that's exactly what they're thinking. And you take care of business, you get a majority of your points, and you will be just fine when Alexander Barkov comes back to action. So, just make sure, like for the Florida Panthers, they did a great job of blocking shots um, with the New York Islanders, not allowing Bobrovsky uh, to be challenged much. He wasn't really challenged much at all. Um, in Tuesday's game, and though he got twenty-seven of twenty-eight, I I didn't feel like there was much of a threat, uh, to get pucks past them, uh, neither, and the defense was playing great, um, in front of them, and they're gonna need another performance like that, um, in front of them, and don't know if there's an official announcement on who the goalie is. Uh, nothing here, um, nothing announced on who the goalie. Uh, is for tomorrow's tonight's game against the New Jersey Devils. So nothing reported, uh, on who's gonna be the starter. But if it is uh Spencer Knight, he has an opportunity to redeem himself after that performance last Tuesday. And if it's Bobrovsky, he get he has an opportunity to continue, uh, the play that he is on that is. We can't call it a small sample size anymore for what Bobrovsky is doing. This is um this is the Bob that we're getting so far this year and it's legit right now for, for Bobrovsky and also the team in front of him too. So great to see and as as it's been continuous uh success for the back end of the Florida Panthers. So keep it um subscribe to the podcast, keep it right here, and tomorrow we're going to be wrapping up the week with a post-game show um, for, for this game against New Jersey Devils, and we might bring a guest on, we might not bring a guest on, usually I like bringing guests on because it's uh, better for conversation, bouncing back and forth, so we might have one on, so you guys will find out when uh, tomorrow's episode drops, so if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jump into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL on the Crossback NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And when you're done listening to this episode of Locked On Panthers, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever. Get podcast I'm Armando Velez signing off and you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast part of the Lockdown podcast network where it's your team every day